0: Shout out to cars-park.com. If you want to sponsor this episode, please let us know. (laughs) You could
1: restore
2: And welcome to Backup Central's Restore It All. I'm your host, W. Curtis Preston, a.k.a. Mr. Backup. With me, as always, is Prasanna Maliandi. I love that intro, by the way. I think you're you going like to spice that?
0: things up. Yeah. You got to change things up every once in a while. By the way, we still, I still need to go back and look. Remember we were talking about copyrights oh, the other oh, way? by the trademark? way,
2: my very good friend, Rob, who is the Jeopardy champion, Rob Warman. When we mentioned that in the previous episode, he said, uh, by the way, shout out to Rob, because I know you're listening. He said, yeah, by the way, uh, happy birthday. Went to the public domain a little while ago. So, oh, so that's not a problem. It's important for me to mention that Persona and I do work for Druva, but this is not a Druva podcast. The opinions that you hear are our own. It's actually really Curtis's, not mine, but I'm just a idiot in the room. You, what 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 are mine not yours these are my opinions huh not your opinions <laughs> yes <laughs> so the the words that come out of your mouth are my opinions is that what you're telling me yes because i want no accountability or liability. <laughs> uh, to go back to your other question the answer is i'm doing awesome although currently i have my wife's car torn apart in my garage uh because we had we had we've had this problem like this annoyance problem where the the door lock actuator um would make this weird sound when i would go to lock and unlock the door well it escalated last week to it won't lock and unlock the door so i had to take out what's called the door lock actuator and get a new part. Uh, a new part is $250. A used part is $50. So I have ordered the used part and we are awaiting it. Meanwhile, my, the car is essentially unusable because uh, it has no window and no lock. Eh, that's um, fine. You live in a safe
0: neighborhood, right? So...
2: <laughs> yeah. It's just, you know, I don't think my wife will want to drive a car that has no window and no lock, but got to love the internet.
0: Isn't it crazy?
2: Um, Before you would have to go to like a pick and pull or if you wanted to use part. Well, for the record, I went to a pick and pull (laughs) because it's quicker, right? I was able to get to the part. The part itself was smushed into the door. And I'm like, okay, I'm not going to buy a plastic part. That's been smushed. Uh, It's been years since I've gone to a pick and pull. But for 200 bucks, I would do it, right? So I went down to Chula Vista and I went to the pick and pull and I spent $3 to go in there. And all I did was rip apart the inside of a messed up Honda Fit. And so a new part's 250 bucks. And I Googled it, the car-parts.com, you're welcome, uh, website. Shout out to
0: cars-part.com. If you want to sponsor this episode, please let us know.
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. The only thing that sucks is that, you know, it's coming from Oklahoma and it's coming via UPS ground. So I'm not going to see it until next week. But the good thing we have two cars, so it's all good. You know what the lesson is there, Persona? Order ahead of time. Always have a backup. Yeah. Always <laughs> have a backup. <laughs> Always have a plan. I thought we'd talk about what it takes to create a backup plan because it's sort of the beginning of everything, right? Uh, and before... You're going to create a backup plan we need to know what we're planning for right um and so let's talk about some of the things that can do damage to your data can you come up with a few yeah so of course there are the there are
0: the malicious actors there we go yes and right who want to harm your
2: business take it out we used to, we used to call those black hats that doesn't seem to be in vogue anymore um, yeah, maybe the black it's because hats no and one the hats. because no one knows what what it meant. But yeah, black hats are bad actors. Uh, yeah, those guys. Yeah. Um. Th- and th- and those those could be both internal and external, right? Oh yeah, you can have cases
0: of a person who hates his job, his or her job wants to quit, and
2: basically nukes everything before they walk out. There are documented cases of that, right? There are some famous or infamous people who activated what what the the legal world calls a logic bomb basically, you know, after they, after they get fired or whatever, and then they blow up everything on their way out. They don't necessarily physically blow it up, but they, but they, you know, they destroy all your data. Yep. Uh, you know who, you know who you should be most scared of, right? The person who fat fingers something and deletes something. No, I was going to say the backup person, because not only do they have access to all your data, they have access to all the backups of all your data. So pay your backup person really well. <laughs> don't don't, you know, summarily fire them one day. Uh and then still That get is access. an
0: interesting point
2: though. How do you protect your backups from
0: your backup admin?
2: I think well, you know, that's a uh that that's a really good question. And I think we should we should do a separate episode on that on the concept of separation of powers. You do need to do that. There are ways. I mean it only works if you're able to separate different levels of power, A, within the backup system, and B, if you actually have multiple people that you can put this in the hands of, right? But if you're a small organization, you know, you're not going to do that. But, yeah. Or but it yeah. could even
0: be something as using different technologies, for instance, tape that gets shipped out that the backup admin doesn't have access to, or something like that as well.
2: Correct. So, you know, Physical it's basically separation. either tape <laughs> or, or you know... Um, Cloud you or something. It? Yeah. any Anything where the person creating the copy doesn't have access to get to the copy without authorization, that sort of thing, right? So we talked about bad actors, uh, which would include uh, a, a lot of different things. Similar or technically included in back at bad actors is the idea of ransomware and viruses and things like that, right? Typically, when we talk about bad actors, we're talking about somebody who's like attacking your company. And, and I guess ransomware would be included in that, but I just want to mention that as a separate thing right because ransomware is kind of unique in the way it attacks your company it 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 attacks it in a way that it cripples your company in specifically in such a way to make you want to pay the ransom versus recovering your data does that make sense
0: it's actually a booming business right now
2: it sadly it is an industry yeah ransomware as a service is a thing Go um, listen to our podcast on ransomware. I think we have yeah, two or we, did, three. Yeah, we, did, yeah, we, we have two or three rents uh podcasts on ransomware. Uh so then so so that's sort of the bad things that, that humans can do to you. Let's talk about bad things that you know Mother Nature can do to you, right? Yeah. So there earthquakes, are
0: earthquakes, hurricanes, mm-hmm.
2: floods, tsunamis. Keep going. <laughs> Let's uh, see what else we got. Fires. Like fire. fires. Yep. And floods can be both natural floods as well as uh not natural meaning like you could have a leak in your data center. Yep. You could, um, the, I, I, who was, I was just talking to somebody where they were gone and they came back and their house was flooded and it was their, it was their pipes.
1: Mm. Their, Their house
2: was flooded by their own water pipes. Yeah. That's not good. There That, that can happen. Or it could even just be someone next door in the cage,
0: where your equipment is, who has something go wrong and sparks a fire or whatever else it is too. Yeah. It right. that, may not even be
2: your own stuff. <laughs> right. And and so when, when we think about, you, you have to think about all those things, right? So obviously then there's, well, we talked about bad actors. We didn't talk about sort of, uh, stupid dumb actors. people, uh, <laughs> dumb people. <laughs> but dumb people are dumb fingers, right? Cause sometimes or people
0: who aren't doing things maliciously, right? It's accidental.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you a story uh, that's very fresh uh, about a person I happen to know really well. Uh, he might have been writing a forward to a book that he's trying to write about backups. And he uses a voice recognition software. And when he saves it, he saves it to the word document.rtf. Like it's just a default thing. And then he immediately copies and pastes the words over to um a word doc uh it's just sort of the workflow that he he does and then he for he got busy and didn't copy the version over and then he did another document and saved it over on top of that oh document. no and so the forward to the backup book <laughs> got overwritten oy, and, oy. And, and 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 in between the rpo design for that particular system <laughs> So it's not just stupid people. It can be smart people that just do stupid things. Yeah. And you know, and there's the whole thing of fat fingering or just saving a file in the wrong place or uh deleting a file that you that you thought you didn't need and then
0: Or it could even be that you wrote a script that accidentally went and did things it shouldn't have been doing. I've seen that happen quite often.
2: There are lots of scripts that do things like user management. I think I talked about a one on on a previous podcast that that end up deleting a bunch of files or deleting a bunch of users or or, someone
0: who thinks that they're running against like a staging area. And then all of a sudden they're like, oops, I pointed at production and it wasn't supposed to do that.
2: Yeah. I saw that. I saw that at a customer once with with a consulting company. He actually, what he did was he accidentally, we were constantly doing dev production to dev refreshes on a, on a sun 10,000. You remember the E 10,000s? So they were they were a multi-domain. It was like virtualization within within a Sun Solaris system. And what he did was he accidentally did the refresh the wrong way, and he refreshed the dev over oh, to, no. to prod, and he overwrote um, a uh, six terabyte database, which back then was the, it was referred to as the largest Oracle database that was currently in production. And, um, he refreshed it with data from like a couple of weeks <laughs> prior. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah. So these are all the, I mean, just, you, you just sort of sit around and, and I think what you should do is you should do what we're doing. You sit around with a bunch of people who have been around a while and think about all of the various things that can go wrong. Don't just consider traditional on-premises
0: infrastructure because when you're doing things in the cloud it is different you might have some of the same challenges but you're also probably going to have some new challenges as well
2: yeah so so you're saying if you have cloud data sources right so if you're using SaaS providers or you're using um, you know um, IAS providers or PaaS providers I really wish that IAS could be pronounced as a word then you need to think about the things that can happen to them. One of which is that a bad actor just deletes your entire account, Yep. right? Which is something that it's actually much easier to do damage to your company that way. And it's things that you would never have thought of
0: on-premises because you technically own the hardware and you have everything. Yes, they might destroy your data,
2: but it's still there. So you come up with all of the things that can do damage to your data. And then you need to talk to the business owners as to, What's an acceptable RTO and RPO, right? So the recovery time objective and the recovery point objective—how quickly you can restore your data, and how much data you're you're allowed to lose—that is 100% going to be based on your business. And I will say that if you just ask the business owners how fast they want the data restored and how much data they want to lose, what are their what are their answers going to be? All my data instantly. Yes, exactly. So. And then you have to come back
0: with, okay, you want that, and here's the cost.
2: Yes, that's going to cost you $1 billion. $1 you billion. Know, you, dollars. You, By the way, yeah, I have a to my mouth. Yes, of course. You can do things like that. There are products, right? There are products and services that can give you an RTO and an RPO of zero. They're very expensive. And the question is, what? so, so, so it's a negotiation. What is your business willing to accept as an acceptable downtime, what is the cost of an hour of downtime, right? And if it's a billion dollars, well then it's really easy to justify the cost of a 50 million dollar you know DR system, right? But if if uh, I, I think back, to, I remember one company that I worked with, they were a paper mill company. They you know they had a, a series of paper mills across Georgia. And their RTO and RPO was two weeks because they're like, look, if, if the computers that are doing whatever it is, because the the computers weren't running the paper mills, the paper mills were very, you know, old school. And uh, so there weren't robots necessarily being run by these computers. So if the computers went down, the mills weren't down. So their, their story was, look, if the computers that are doing whatever those computers do go down for two weeks at a time, we'll keep making paper, right? We're not down. We're not losing business. Um, We're just going to have these various problems, which we can deal with for two weeks. So it's really all about your business. Um, You know, I'd say on the opposite end of that would be like a financial trading firm. Mm -hmm. Where Where they cannot lose any records. They cannot lose any records. If you, you know, it's like an, it's an SCC thing, right? So you can't. And they can't can't be down either because that might be millions and millions of dollars a second. Yes. Yeah. So they can tolerate neither downtime nor data loss. Um, And so they can, so they can justify spending those millions of dollars to have um, RTO and RPO. So that, that, so, so you decide what you need to protect from right? All the things that can do harm to your data. Then you decide what your requirements are going to be from a timing perspective. And then I think from there, that's where you start to say, all right, how are we going to do this? It's a matter of look. One of the things I would say here is that I, I, I when I, when I caution people or, or I, or I educate people on how to design a backup system, or frankly, any system in in IT, what I tell them is, don't tell me you need a bridge. Tell me you need to get 100,000 cars from this place to this place every day. I like that analogy. So give me your requirements, right? Maybe a bridge is the best way. Maybe a tunnel is the best way. Maybe a ferry is the best way.
0: Teleportation?
2: (laughs) Maybe teleportation. Unrealistic requirements. Unrealistic requirements, yeah. We need to get a million cars and they need to get across instantaneously. Yeah, the unrealistic requirements. It's like, yes, we can do that as long as we have a time machine.
0: <laughs>
2: um and remember, what do I always say about time machines? If
0: time machines were invented, they would already be here.
2: No, I say it doesn't matter when you invent a time machine. Um that's one of my <laughs> that's one of my something like that. I thing.
0: remember something along those lines.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, that a couple of years ago, there was there was a a worldwide conference where they where they announced we are holding a conference and we're announcing it in the news. And anyone who invents a time machine, please come to this conference. <laughs> are <laughs> you serious? Day. Yeah, that yeah, it was a thing where they were like, okay, in you know, in Wichita, Kansas, on April seventh, twenty seventeen. We're going to have a time machine conference. And so, if anyone ever invo- invents a time machine, please come to this time and date. No one showed up. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, we digress. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, communicate the requirements, not the design. And then, because, but to go to your teleportation thing, What if the only thing you have in your brain is bridge, tunnel, and um, ferry, and you don't know that teleportation has been invented? So by dictating the design, you actually end up um, excluding easily the best way to get a million cars from A to B, assuming cost and all of that stuff is, is taken care of so don't dictate the design dictate the requirements and then let possible vendors or services or consulting recommend. companies you know come back and say you know what i would do i would do a bridge right and then and then when you look at those systems of course when you're comparing them you need to compare implementation costs and you need to you need to compare management cost and you need to compare like replacement cost right so you know, if you're looking at a typical backup system, you're going to re- be replacing it every three years. Yeah. Right.
0: I think also another important thing, uh, just going back to the ferry bridge tunnel analogy is yeah. it might be OK to use all three. Ooh, I, think I, like in, that. I think in backup systems, sometimes we try to get to the one size fits all. And then you end up with something that's not really optimized. But maybe there there are some number of people who can take the ferry and some number of people who are super important who need to go across the bridge because that's what
2: their time frame dictates or their requirements. How about we require all trucks with flammable materials to take the ferry? (laughs) We (laughs) We don't let them take the tunnel. Um uh, yeah, but I think it's By something way,
0: that sometimes we forget about, right? It's like, oh, I want the one ideal solution for everything, but maybe it isn't just one solution.
2: That no, that's a that's a really good point. Is that you don't have to necessarily have a one size fits all for everything. I I think if possible, if a one size fits all system meets all your requirements and uh is affordable uh, i you know i mean just, oh yeah totally go for it my preference would be yeah. do that because it's it's a because it's a learning curve thing uh there's nothing wrong with a one size fits all system there, there's even nothing wrong with saying okay these three pieces individually are better than the one big one and 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 it's okay to, to have a product that meets all the requirements, even if you could buy individual pieces and maybe meet the requirement, go beyond meeting the requirements. Right. Um, And the reason why I make that point is that um, the more systems that you have to maintain, the more complex the backup system. Oh, totally agree. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And that's where you should strive for something. Like you said, that, Might make management easier because that's the other thing is sometimes we forget about managing each one of these systems, especially if they're very different, takes time and effort and a learning curve to be uh, efficient at it. And so sometimes that's a trade off you're going to have to make is, yes, even though these two solutions might be better overall, just from the additional management costs of people, we're just going to go with the one solution.
2: Exactly. Uh, the other thing I would say, you know, w- when you look at all of the various things that can do damage to your data, you need to look, I think, if you're designing a system from scratch today, you need to look at both a backup and DR system. And I do think that technology, if you don't know, technology has advanced a long way since when I came in the industry. And I don't think, I I, I don't, well, let me put this in more in the positive I think that you should be looking for a combined backup and DR system if at all possible for for a lot of reasons. One is that it's now possible to do that. It, it historically backup systems couldn't come close to meeting DR demands and DR systems couldn't come close to meeting backup demands, right? One was based on replication, the other was based on periodic backups. Now periodic backups happen, you know, very very frequently, and so you can get you can meet a pretty good RPO with a with a good backup system. And um, the and some of the replication systems have some uh, backup history, like some some like snapshots and things built in them, so you can get backup like features. So there are replication systems that are now decent at backup, and there are backup systems that are uh, good at um, replication like uh, DR functionality. So I I, I think that if you're able to do that, you can save a lot of money and also make the system much simpler. Um, and possibly when you look at something like ransomware i think that companies can no longer afford to sort of put dr you know at the like in the back of the bus to 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 keep using analogies uh historically dr has been in the back of the bus right it's back well backup <laughs> no backup has been in the back. Ba- the, dr was in another bus backup was in the back of the bus right it never it never got the respect that it needed and dr was like taking another bus altogether right um because mo- most people's DR systems were basically backup copies on tape, sitting in Iron Mountain, and we pray to God we never have to actually read those. <laughs> because they're not it's not gonna it's not gonna meet any any defined RTO and RPL. How things have evolved over time. How things have evolved over time, right? Um so anyway, so that I, I think that I think that's a that's a pretty good information, right? So, in summary, again, make sure you look at all of the things that could do damage to your data. Then make sure you look at what your requirements are specifically, especially RTO and RPO. Make sure you you meet those requirements, and also make sure you meet the ultimate three two one backup rule. Uh, it's been a while since we mentioned that, so make sure that you have at least three versions of your data on two different pieces of media one of which is offsite. If you're not meeting that requirement then you're not designing a decent backup system. And there's one more. What what's that? Make sure you verify that your backups are valid. Yes, because if you if you haven't verified your backups you don't really have backups. Um, agreed, agreed. And 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 you know, and then just look at all of the various things and again, make sure to dictate requirements, not designs. Let the vendors propose to you unique and interesting ways, uh, which may be, uh, you know, there are lots of different ways to do backups today, uh, especially when we look at the cloud options that are available. Uh, make sure that you 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 allow vendors to propose unique ways to solve your problems, and then and don't and don't automatically assume that you know something that does things in a different way isn't going to be able to meet your requirements. Make them prove prove that they can meet your requirements. Don't assume anything, that's for sure. (laughs) Trust but verify. Trust but verify. Absolutely. All right. Well, uh, thank you everybody for listening and make sure to subscribe to the Restore It All podcast so that you can restore it all.
1: There was a file, but I deleted it. The system isn't worth a spit Finally, I needed your backup You had a chance to fix it Instead, it's all jacked up See how I'll write on Facebook about you Don't underestimate the things that I will do There was a file, but I deleted it backup system isn't worth the space Emails from you remind me of when they keep me thinking that we could restore it all it